On this episode of the Psychic Derailer Podcast, I come back from the beach, our red line runs into some issues, and if you get hit by a car while you're riding your bike, well, I guess that's just on you. Welcome back, everybody. Um, at some point, I'll have some jaunty music and maybe a little bit of anima- animation for uh, those watching on the YouTubes. I did just get back from the beach. Um, it had been an age since uh, I had been anywhere, and thankfully, uh, my little baby brother uh, lives in Fort Lauderdale. So I went and stayed with him for about 11 days, actually. <clears throat> it was very nice. Uh, they were all complaining that it was too cold. Um, of course, I think a day and a half or two days after I left uh, Indianapolis, they got about two and a half inches of snow. So uh, it was just fine with me. Um, one of the things that I've been trying to do over the last, I don't know, at least handful of years is really kind of pare down the things that I have, uh, kind of strip away anything that's unnecessary. And this certainly uh, lends itself to travel as well. Um, I have a, um, a roller bag from Eagle Creek, um, makers of fine uh, luggage that, you know, meets all of the carry-on requirements. So uh, even if I'm going for, you know, a couple of weeks, I can fit everything I need into that bag. It's a system that with kind of these compressible folios and packing cubes. And it's really remarkable the amount of stuff that you can fit into this bag. And what I've determined is that even that holds too much. Um, I didn't take a a large amount of clothing by any means, and I wore half of it, I think. Um, And it really, I had been thinking about, you know, traveling with a backpack prior to this trip, um, but just didn't want to spend the money, and I already had this roller bag, and I thought, you know, why, you know, why spend that money unnecessarily? Coming home, um, and if, you know, I, f- I flew Southwest, which I normally do, uh, you know, if I'm taking short trips like that, I don't have any complaints with the airline. Um, but if you've flown Southwest, you, you understand how their seating arrangements work. And, you know, I've got the Southwest app, I checked in, um, literally 24 hours before my flight. I mean, it was my flight was at 710. I think I checked in at at 711 the uh, the night before. So I think it's what's 12 hours. I don't know. 20 yeah, 24 hours. So 711 the night before. And I was in the B group and you know, which what do you got to do to get into the A group with Southwest? Um by the time I got on the plane, you know, there were a handful of seats, uh, you know, close to the to the front of the plane, but all of the overhead compartments were already taken up because, you know, people take liberties with these bag things, you know, uh, the, not only the size of the bag, but the number of bags. And um, if I just had a backpack that I could throw under the seat in front of me, you know, I could have sat anywhere I wanted and it wouldn't have made any difference. So, um, 
I'm currently looking into uh, just how small of a backpack you know I can get away with. So if you're interested, uh, maybe that'll be a part of uh, a, a coming video and or podcast. Um, but South Florida, I'd never been south of the Space Coast. And uh, it's interesting down there. I certainly love being close to the ocean. Um, we were hoping to do some some diving, uh, just some snorkeling, actually. But the the it just it was very windy and the it just wouldn't lie down, so there was just really no visibility. We did get out on the boat a couple of days in the intercoastal, um, and if you follow me on Instagram. Uh, which is at the underscore psychic underscore derailleur. Um, you've seen some of those pictures. Beautiful, beautiful down there. And my mom uh, lives on the other side of uh, the coast now. Uh, so it was nice. It was a nice trip. Not entirely thrilled about being back in the land of permacloud, but it is what it is. Um The red line. So in the previous podcast, I talked about uh, the red line, which is Indianapolis's bus rapid transit system. And there have been some issues. And, you know, I think it there's always going to be issues, right? With anytime you roll out something new, especially something as, as complicated as this. Um, I think the thing that makes me sad about the whole thing is not the fact that there are issues, but there were so many people that just seemed to be rejoicing uh, in the fact that that um, there were issues with with this thing. Um, I, I just, I mean, they were just—it was at least like they were waiting, hoping that there were going to be problems so that they could say, "I told you so." And that's not helpful. Um, you know, I didn't hear any of these people uh, during the run-up to the vote for this thing. I didn't hear any of them, uh, you know, promoting any kind of uh, alternative or constructive input. It was just, we don't need it. It isn't going to work. And again, you know, not helpful. So then to turn around and 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 be gleeful when there are, you know, issues with it, I, you know, I just don't get it. I don't get it. So hopefully they'll get it. Uh, they'll get the thing worked out. And uh, you know, look, I. I don't know why we needed to do these battery-operated buses either. I. Again, I've told the story about being in Minneapolis, and they just use regular old buses, as far as I could tell. There are just a lot of them. Um, but it wasn't up to me. And, uh, you know, now we've got it, and I think it, it's going to behoove us all to uh, to, to kind of hope that it and, and do everything we can to make sure it works out. You know, we've already spent the money at this point um, saying I told you so. I don't think really does anything. So I talked the last time about um, 
the National Transportation Safety Board and about how they they just couldn't figure out why so many people uh, were being killed by drivers, uh, both cyclists and pedestrians. And, uh, you know, it really struck me as, as funny that they couldn't figure this out. But I have three stories, uh, two of which from Bicycling Magazine, of all places. Um, the first of which, and I will put links to these stories uh, in the comments if you're watching on YouTube and on, in the show notes if you're listening. And uh, I've never done that before, but I got to imagine there's a way to do that if you want to read these uh, to your own. Uh, so this first one, the, the headline, NTSB to bike riders, it's on you to stop getting hit by drivers. The <laughs> oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Um so the, the gist of this is that um, you should be wearing a helmet because 50% of the casualties uh, were cyclists that were not wearing helmets. They, they don't tell you that, you know, the other obvious part, which is half the people that got killed were wearing helmets. So I guess they're just looking for a higher percentage of deaths from people wearing helmets. And then we need to wear brighter clothing. Um, those are the big takeaways from these geniuses. Uh, you know, they haven't said, <laughs> they haven't uh, put anything out in public about cycling apparently since 1972, if that gives you any indication. Um, but it would be as if, you know, if you got killed in a plane crash, well, you should have just picked a better plane. Um, so, you know, that's the first thing. And I, and, and you know, if you look at the story, you can kind of scroll down and there's a, uh, some of, they posted a, a tweet from somebody named Peter Flax, uh, of a, a cyclist in a, you know, safety yellow, kind of that day glow yellow, the helmet, jersey, arm warmers, gloves, the shorts are black. So I'm sure there's an issue there. But then the leg warmers, the socks, and the shoes are all this yellow. And uh, his, his comment uh, over the picture is, if you need me to look like this on my bike so you don't hit me, I think maybe you shouldn't drive a motor vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about right. So... Um, and the next, the next story is from the Streets blog, and it's, it basically comes down to how these, um, I don't know what you want to call them, incidents, they're not accidents, but how they're reported. And, you know, it starts with, it's always the car, right? Cyclist killed by car I didn't know we had self-driving cars yet but um, yeah the cyclist or the pedestrian was always killed by the car no mention of the driver the driver didn't have any part in this um, and it's just pervasive uh, the quote victim blaming because the first thing they're going to ask and I and I uh, 
I kind of delved into this a little bit in the last podcast about um, the first question is, were, were you wearing a helmet? As if, you know, that was going to have a huge bearing on the outcome of, you know, uh, let's be generous and say a 200 pounds worth of human and bicycle uh, versus a 3,500-pound car. Well, 10 ounces of styrofoam on your head could certainly help. It, it, I mean, it can't hurt, but um, that's that shouldn't be the first question. So it goes into, you know, how these how these incidents are reported and and uh you know, I don't I don't know that we're really going to get a lot of help there, but you know, the I think the bigger issue is law enforcement and the fact that most law enforcement officers don't understand the law. They don't understand that, you know, a bicycle can ride, you you know, traffic permitting, and uh, you can ride two abreast on the road, for example. Um, so, you know, we're up against it kind of coming from all, from all areas. Um, and then the third, uh, the third story is just kind of goes into why, uh, this could, again, from Bicycling Magazine, you know, kind of some of the reasons why uh, more cyclists are dying and it's you know the vehicles are bigger uh, which is certainly true um, smartphone use is on the rise sure uh, people drive more um, it seems like at least here people are moving farther and farther away from where they work primarily um and they drive everywhere. If, you know, again, the grocery store was, according to the Google, uh, a seven-minute walk. And it wasn't seven minutes from uh, my brother's apartment. And I walked there uh, a couple of times. Uh, why, unless you were doing a big shopping trip, I mean, why would you drive? Um, so yeah, people drive more than ever. And then, uh, you know, there are more cyclists on the road. Uh, that was kind of, unfortunately, one of the things that was bound to happen. Anytime you get more, uh, people doing anything, there's always going to be that risk, Right. In the 80s and 90s, when I first started riding, we didn't ever, you know, hear about too many people being hit by cars, but there weren't a lot of us, you know, out there on the road riding. You increase that tenfold, and, you know, you're probably going to get tenfold the amount of uh, deaths, unfortunately. So, like I said, I will put uh, the links to these if you want to go through and, and read them yourself. Um, they can be a little on the infuriating side if you're not careful. Um, lastly, I guess, you know, today's Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, which seems uh, strange. I had somebody in the store uh, the other day, and I was talking to them about, you know, the closing uh, my other store and, and starting this new 
new business, new venture. And I stopped to think about it. And it was like, that's almost been a year ago. Next month, a month from, you know, a month and a handful of days from today, it will have been a year. And that just seems crazy. Not to sound like the old guy on the porch, but man, it just really flies by. Speaking of the old man on the porch, I I have a disdain for yard work um, that is really hard for me to explain. It was made uh, a little easier this year because I got this fancy battery-operated lawnmower, um, which was uh, a bit of a revelation to me. Uh, and... Um, Made by Ego, if anybody cares. Um, I got no skin in that game, but it's worked well for me. And there was a bagger. And I thought to myself, self, you hate raking leaves. Why don't you try to chop them up with the lawnmower? And by God, man, it just worked slicker than hell. So I did it once before I left for Florida, and then I got back and with all the cold weather that we had here while I was gone, I'm thinking certainly, uh, you know, I should be able to get out there and do this one last time. So uh, Monday, I think we had a high of like 58. So I got up on the ladder and I cleaned out the gutters one last time and I chopped up all the leaves and was feeling really good about myself. And this morning, I live on a cul-de-sac and this morning, you know, the winds are gusting up to, you know, 40, 50 miles an hour. And apparently I was the only person on the cul-de-sac that uh, decided to do anything with their leaves. So now my front yard looks like uh, I didn't do anything on Monday. Uh, so that's my old man on the porch moment. Huh. Uh, but anyway, Thanksgiving. Uh, we like to look and, and uh, think about, we're supposed to think about what we're thankful for. And honestly, one of the things I'm thankful for is all of you. Uh, I really appreciate the people that uh, take the time to listen to my uh, musings and ramblings and uh, I, the comments and the suggestions I really appreciate it. I've, I've had a lot of fun uh, doing this, and uh, I hope to continue to make the, uh, the shows better. And hopefully you'll keep listening. And tell your friends. I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Until next time, be nice, work hard, ride bikes, play music when you can. I'll talk to you soon.